Pierce, and we are your pod. We are coming today from the CreateSpace studio in the Susan Wakil Health Building at the University of Sydney. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we are recording on, the Gadigal people of the Euro Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of PeerPod. Today's episode is all about belonging versus inclusion, but it's going to be a little bit different today. I'm actually joined by a co-host. Well, would you mind telling our listeners what your name is and what you do? Hey, everyone. I'm Nick, a co-host for this episode, a domestic student from UTS studying communications, and Devanshi has been kind enough to have me here today. So thank you so much for that. Well, thank you for joining our PeerPod team for this episode. Nicholas, you had uh, something to tell us about a letter. Yes, Devanshi, that's right. We received a letter from Damien, who is an international student at the University of Sydney. He came in and wrote, As an international student, there are definitely times when I do not feel like my identity fits that of a university student in Sydney. Nevertheless, I am fortunate enough to be passing or at least fit into the limited understanding of the ideal international student. My English and grammar are almost perfect. I speak with a westernized accent. I'm not currently struggling financially or skipping meals, and I am especially fortunate to be part of a community that looks out for me. Yet, there are still times at universities where I clearly stuck out like a sore thumb. Consider my name, for instance. As someone who isn't from around here, my name functions differently. I'm not Damien back at home, I'm only Damien in Australia, and while most universities allow us to have a preferred name, the system is not perfect nor universal, and is designed in a way that makes me constantly question my identity. The systems that allow international students to rename themselves are clearly an attempt at inclusion, and yet evidently, such systems have been made by those who don't understand the repercussions of constantly having to question our dual identities. There are parts of my identity that I'd like to have control over in Australia. But how am I supposed to do that when I don't even have autonomy over my own name? Well, that was a letter, um, as Nick was reading, that Damien wrote to us. And I just thought that'd be the perfect way to get started into today's episode. But we can't do that without introducing our guests. So, Damien, would you just like to give a little introduction of what you do and what you study? Yes, I would love to. Um, hello, everybody. I'm Damien Nguyen. I am a second year environmental science student at UTS. Um, I've been in Australia for four and a half years, I believe. And yeah, I saw the prompt and I really, really was like, maybe I should definitely submit a letter or something along that line um, with some encouragement of some international student friend. Well, we just wanted to thank you from the PeerPod team for again joining us for this episode. Well, let's just dive right into the questions. So one of the first things that I'm wondering, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners might be wondering, is do you find that depending you know, on the situation, your name carries different levels of importance? So for example, do you find that you know, your experience with your name feels different depending on where you are? Oh yeah, definitely. I think that your name carry a lot of you know information with it. I obviously, to Damien, or in the context of Australian, um, it's Damien Nguyen is what I go by. or And that is a sort of name that I decided that I want people to call me by sort of because of just easier access and having communication being a lot smoother. Um, 
it take a really long process for international students to choose their name. It's always like a very complicated thing. And um, your name means a lot in different contexts. Um, at work, I I work for a Vietnamese um, employer. And so sometimes they call me by my Vietnamese name. Sometimes they call me by um, Damien. And that just, you know, I choose Damien because it's removed all the prejudice out of um yeah, out of the conversation that I have among just, I don't want to say white Australian, but the monoculture white Australian. And names, Damien, are obviously only one way in which someone's cultural identity can be presented. But another, which is possibly a little bit more difficult to manage, uh, to manage, I imagine, is your accent or people's accents. What role do you see accents play in an international student's university experience? Oh my God, it plays such a big role. I have, like, I'm sure you're doing communication and you would know that whenever there is ever a lecture with a, a an accent that is not Australian, every student hated them. Like, all the students treat that lecture terrible. And so it, it seems go with students just on somewhat of a different extent. I sort of am very privileged. I have an American accent. I went to America when I was in sixth grade and... I sort of had that influence and so that carries on into this day. So I have a very sort of strong American accent. Sometimes people would come up to me and ask, like, what is that twang in your accent? And I would have to go like, oh, I'm not Filipino. I'm actually Vietnamese and I went to America and it's a very long story. And I'm happy to give them an explanation, but just not when it is being confronted in front of everyone and I guess that is also another problem that we as international students often face or not just international students sometimes even first or second second generation immigrants no I totally relate to that because I came to Canada from India in fifth grade so it's pretty similar to your situation I remember you know sticking out like a sore thumb as well with my accent and it was a whole journey that I had with coming in, you know, to Canada with an Indian accent. And of course, I had a different experience when I came to Australia just for my postgraduate. But it's just that it's that interesting experience because you get people, you know, asking you questions or like, where are you from? And you get you feel like there's a difference in how you're treated just because of the way you're talking. And I don't know if you felt like this when you were doing class presentations as well. But it's just I, I can completely relate to that experience. Um and one of the other things, you know, being just university students, all universities value diversity and inclusion as part of their academic culture. But how do you, how well do you feel like this is demonstrated in your experience as an international student? Um, I, in so many ways, is it not, it's clearly is an act of inclusion. Um, have you ever seen an ad for international students? It is the most whitewash, like, clearly fluent clearly they were probably came to australia when they're there too and they have an australian accent already um or they have a perfect anglican well-rehearsed accent when presented to international students and so that is portrayed as the australian dream you came to australia you come to uts you come to UCID, and then you learn english there um for a year or two and then suddenly oh my god your english is now perfect and then you're just like, quote unquote, one of us. You're just who we are now. Um, I sort of received one of those emails before where it's like, oh, UTS is searching for an, an 
international student ambassador um, is what they call it. And it goes through a very hard process of sorting out people. And you never see people who actually represent the actual demographic of international students, which is exactly why most of us never felt like we really belong in, you know, to our cohort. That's interesting. Um, do you have any opinions on that, Nick? Because that's not something that um, I've never really looked into that international ambassador um, thing before for University of Sydney. Yes, certainly. I can definitely agree with Damien here and looking at all of that material and looking at the way that it's reflected in university. I know UCID, like UTS, is uh, quite multicultural and who comes there, but we don't often see that reflected. And as Damien was saying before, and Devanchi, as you said, you can relate, there's a little bit of a almost a shock when it comes to university here and that aura and that sticking out like a sore thumb that kind of meets you when you enter the classroom or you enter those extracurricular activity spaces and whatnot. And Damien, you've mentioned before, um, outside of the classroom, you're quite involved in student politics and such. Do you find that there is a difference in how you feel included in those extracurricular activities versus in the classroom? Oh, yeah, definitely. There, It's a very, very big gap. I am in student politics for um, many different reasons. One of them is because of my participation in the fight for sort of a better you know, condition for international students and learning condition in Australia, or even if they're offshore. And so there are many, many things that sort of I'm campaigning for at the moment, including multilingual contents for um, sexual harassment so that students who are most vulnerable to the situation, which are often student in housing and international students, uh, can have access to them um, the last time that I've heard about in UTS, we came to Consent Matter, which is our version of, you know, sexual harassment um, prevention. And they told us that, oh, they're here to learn English. So that's the answer that we receive. Um, and so sort of it's the movement is garnering a lot of support from international students at the moment. And I really do feel that I belong in a cohort or a space where we are all heading towards something we're all trying to achieve something that we know that we're on the right path of history of and we just um i'm trying to get all the support that we can have no i i get that in terms of when you whenever you're outside of school and you're you know you're in clubs and societies or you're doing any projects you tend to be with people who have the same goal and the same mindset as you do um and that that's great that you've mentioned that you've been trying to work towards getting that multilingual bit when it comes to a lot of these different things, such as the sexual harassment um, bit. But Nick, did you have something to say as well? Damien, yeah, as um, Devanchi said there, it sounds encouraging to hear that obviously there is still, uh, at the very least, a small amount of feeling that included and belonging in those certain spaces. Obviously, there's room left to be had. Is there anything that you would notice from your peers at university that you think they could do to help yourself feel more like you belong in certain spaces oh my god so many things like so many things I, I can list a very long list and i'm sure people can chime in and talk for days about this um just whether that be there is a huge fight on UTS confession a few months ago on international student versus domestic student it's just because people are doesn't understand what it is 
and what it meant to be an international student. People don't think that we're just like sons of billionaires and just I'm here to like suck up Australian money or something or just here as ATM machine or cash cow where, you know, we're trading a degree for thousands and thousands of dollars. And so there's a lot of things that can happen, whether that be, oh, how do I pronounce Nguyen? It's just in front of everyone. That is the worst feeling. No offense. Like, that's a very common last name. You can ask literally anybody, why are we picking, like, certain people over other people? Um, to other things, like, just eye roll at students or snide remarks, like, oh, it must be so good for you for coming here. Or, like, I'm so glad. I'm so proud of you for coming to Australia. It must be really rough where you came from. And it's just those things that, Obviously, it's microaggression that come from, you know, ignorance um, that could really be reduced to a process of education. That's a good point you brought up as well, like in terms of people assume that where you're coming from isn't always the best situation. And I'm sure that is for a lot of people. You know, they want to move. They want to make a better life for themselves and their family. But there's that like when people have that assumption, like you said, where it's like, oh, it must have been so rough where you came from. But sometimes you just came to get a like just have another different experience in a different country um and like i completely i can relate to that too because i had that mm-hmm. sort of assumption as well in canada when i came in fifth grade with my family where they've assumed from that you know i came from somewhere that oh it must have been so hard for me but with regarding to just the episode and you know the title like belonging versus inclusion what do you think of when you know when you think of the word belonging like you know have you ever just, you know, had a time in university where you could just take a step back and think to yourself that you, you, know, you truly belong? That's a very, very big question. Um, I think the best way that I would target that is belonging means that you feel like you're a part of something, while inclusion means that you're in it, but not necessarily is a part of it. Um, and so what that just means, I think for us is, we get the same treatments as we get for everybody else. The very few time that I ever felt belonging was when I sort of um, have to like process some are in a new space or um, I don't want to say collective organizing, but obviously collective organizing for student politics have been a space where I felt like I truly belong just because of it's a space where it's very much open to everyone. We all came in um, and it's also about like, the way that we make sure that students felt more belonging is to actually including people into the conversation to include the actual demographic, not just like the top tier, quote unquote top tier, or like the highest demographic of it. Um, and so that could be anywhere from actually having true representation of a space, actually prioritizing people who are more hesitant on you know speaking and providing conversation and like engaging in conversation to wrap this up very nicely i think that the actual way to make sure that the feeling of the sense of belonging is truly there is to actually include people in an accurate way so damien you really hit the nail on the head i guess of what we're trying to talk about here today and that's the that, that difference of inclusion versus belonging all the universities both UCID and uts they really aspire to have these very inclusive spaces and the people here themselves would, I'm sure, love to uh, immediately think of themselves as being very inclusive. 
But there are still steps uh, that we can take to make sure that different equity students like yourself as an international student actually feel like they have that emotional sense of belonging. Yeah, I completely agree. Like the just the steps that are going towards belonging versus the international students actually feeling, like you said, having that emotional sense of belonging as well. And I was just curious, you know, for any listener that's listening, let's say they're an international student in the same position as you when it comes to, you know, name, accent, what is the biggest takeaway that you would tell the student from the topic today if they were just listening in? I think as much as this is probably a conversation more suitable for domestic student, obviously, uh, for any international student listening, um, I think sort of find your community, find your spot, find other people like you. We know that there's a lot of students there isn't really a space for international students at university right now or a space where we can all band together. We all have a lot of things that we're very upset about, whether that be the withdrawal of information or the lack of access to information. And so um, to combat that, the best thing is sort of forming a community around yourself. Most often we are taught that we should try to um, integrate immediately. And what that just means is when you come to Australia, find a domestic student, find that friend, like find one, somebody to latch onto and start like using them like a Google translator. Um, I think it's really important to sort of also have a look at people who are also sharing your um, experience and go through it with them. Um, have international student friend. It means a lot. Yeah. And form that community, form that bond. It's, it's really important to do so. Well, this has been a great one you know this episode and I just wanted to thank you Damien for having a talk with us about such an important topic you know as I said before I'm sure a lot of people can relate to what you're going through and um, even in the future some people can relate to this as well and also I just want to thank Nick as well for joining me today and co-hosting this episode. No thank you very much Devanshi and especially Damien as well once we saw your submission for this inclusion versus belonging We felt like you would add so much expertise here and you have already given us so much advice and insight into the different struggles that someone like yourself as an international student would face at university, whether that is UTS or UCID. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a very great time. And thank you listeners for listening to another episode of PeerPod. That's it for this episode. Thanks for stopping by. I would like to thank the PeerPod team once again for bringing it all together. If today's episode has sparked anything for you, we would love to hear about it. Drop us a line at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au or message us on Instagram at sydney underscore library underscore PLA. You can also subscribe to PeerPod on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. Catch you next time.